What is up, guys and gals? Welcome to episode number 119 of the Nonsense Review. I'm your host, as always, Devon, and joining me, equally as always, is Rick. Hello, everybody. Now, those of you familiar with the podcast know that what we normally like to do is we like to jump in with our weeks before discussing what we're actually watching. Today, that's going to be different on two counts, because it's our second week of Pride Month. So, yes, we're going to celebrate someone on the LGBT rainbow, but uh, before we jump into that portion, we are actually pre-recording this, because Rick is potentially going to be having his internet service service provider changed over on our normal recording day so we'll be doing our hypos today isn't that right rick yeah i'm gonna have it between zero one and two internets so yeah before we get too far forward let's get into our time on the tradition of the nonsense asinine hypothetical so do you have one for me today i do it's a nice and simple one because uh nice and simple is nice from from time to time uh it's a simple one what illegal thing would you make legal specifically in the uk uh probably piracy for personal measures that's one of those weird ones where it's it's on the books as being illegal but it's bloody hard to prove yeah like here's the thing about piracy it's not lost sales no <laughs> um a company who feels that they are entitled to more money because people are pirating their thing has missed the mark with oh yes um yeah they weren't gonna buy it anyway no, not the number of people who pirate something who wouldn't have paid full price or sorry who would have paid full price if it wasn't that easy to pirate is vanishingly small yeah pretty much man generally the correct thing to do is just go without and, uh, and yeah, so yeah, piracy for personal use, especially for old things that you can't get anymore. And the only way to experience it is through like archives, just archives made by hobbyists. That's the one that really dry- grinds my fucking gears, like old um, old games where the console you play it on isn't even in production no more. Yeah, and like it probably has something like a, a, a proprietary battery that no longer is in production. So you can't even restore one that exists. Oh, Rick's talking about Game Boy games. Yeah. <laughs> For that, the batteries weren't proprietary, but you did have to. You do have to do like Game Boy surgery to get into them. Mm. Uh, the cartridges <laughs> as well. Like if you have a copy of uh, Pokemon Blue, chances are the the game saves don't work very well anymore, if at all. Oh yeah, that's mostly because of the battery. If you replace the battery, it might work. Yeah, but again, like that is a niche skill, even back when it was applicable. Yeah, totally. I'm very fortunate that um, none of my Game Boy games had a battery die while I while I cared about playing them. I'm pretty sure my Game Boy Advance games are already dead by now oh definitely uh, definitely but oh well but yeah how about you what would you make legal that is currently illegal in the uk uh prostitution now yeah i know that sounds like me being a pervert and it is partially motivated by pervertedness but it's also like i can't stress this enough how unsafe it is for people in that profession yes uh exactly. mostly because it's illegal which means if something bad happens they haven't got anyone to turn to apart from the people who are already criminals and chances are they don't give a fuck never mind the amount of human trafficking that goes on in the prostitution industry. Yeah, um, it's one of those sad facts of life where sex work is sometimes treated as like, well, it's quite often treated as this super taboo by uh, the authorities. I mean, Um, like, there's no better example, Rick, than the Yorkshire Ripper case. Yes. Which, by the way, not all of the women who were victims were even involved in that trade, but the police automatically ripped them off as being involved that trade and therefore expendable. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I, I think I've brought it up before how my dad got stopped multiple times for fitting the description of man in car in Yorkshire with a moustache and a woman in there as well. Yeah, so essentially I'd, I'd make prostitution legal because it would make it safer for everyone involved. And then, yeah, you could also have a union. Which, you know, again, safety. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's one of those, like, having standard rates as well would also help things like is there anything sadder than hearing a story about someone sucking someone off for a fiver yeah now I've never I've never heard stories like that but I don't doubt something like that has happened at some point where someone is on their fucking last legs and they're like
like, we'll do anything for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always the gag of $20 is $20, but this is an actual reality. Anyway, Rick, have you got a hypothetical for me? Yeah, again, it's a simple one. It's what food that you currently eat would you least want to go without? Probably chicken. Sure. Like, I've cut beef out of my life, and that was a hard one, because I love burgers. I really did. Uh, mm. Man, it's been like a year and a half now, too. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Chicken's really the only meat I eat, apart from the occasional sausage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's not a euphemism. You're not like a, um, a mega bacon fan, are you? I fucking hate bacon, truth be told. Like, I'll eat it. If it's there, it's just it's the texture more than anything. The taste is great, but the texture is meh. Yeah. I mean, do you hate the uh, the undercooked stringy bacon, or do you hate the, uh, the crispy stuff I don't like either really sure the, pro- the problem is is even when I'm in restaurants it has a tendency to get stuck in my throat and I don't know why that is but it does yes um, if you have very fatty bacon a lot of the time it gets stuck in my teeth um, so I have to basically have a toothpick on me at all times to be able to get it away <laughs> well ever since I had that one tooth out which had the really annoying gap that was just big enough to let things in but not big enough to let it fall out like I've, I've not had that problem with much food yeah fair enough not that I'm saying you should have teeth removed mine <laughs> oh yeah, having teeth removed is not a, is not a solution to anything other than this teeth. This tooth has got to go. Yeah, and get fucked if you think I'm having root canal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely yeah. chicken. Uh, I, I don't think I'd be able to live without it at this point. Uh, what about you? If we're going by something fully assembled, it's pizza. But if we're going by something that's a constituent part of a full meal, like you went with chicken, then I'll say cheese. Well, here's the thing, Rick. Is I was thinking pizza, and I was thinking at most I have like one pizza a week, and that's that in itself is an uncommon occurrence. So I could probably make do without. But chicken, I have, like, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cheese goes with things that are not pizza. And I would struggle to cut cheese out of my uh, out of my diet completely. I'm in the same boat, but I think chicken wins are for me. Yeah, fair enough. Cheese Although, is good. Uh, I do I do still eat beef, so um, cheese. <laughs> cheese still wins. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But yes, very nice, innocent little questions I think we exchanged there, Rick. Uh, but there is one more for us on the cards. As we mentioned before, it is Pride Month. And what we're doing for Pride Month is we are um, briefly touching upon and highlighting certain members of the community, uh, in this case characters from the community, uh, just because you know, it, it's Pride Month, it deserves a spotlight. Uh, last week we did uh, members of the community who are deceased, which was a pretty morbid one to start with, but I felt like a powerful one. Uh, this week we're being a bit more light-hearted we're doing, how did we word this one Rick? We're doing fictional characters. Right, yeah, there we go. We're doing fictional characters, so Rick, I'll ask you first, as that seems to be the way, what fictional character who is on the LGBT rainbow do you wish to bring attention to i'm bringing attention to one rain whispers yeah simply because they are possibly from my experience one of the first completely non-binary people to be front and center in a show like this and this is not just shows up in one episode and then goes away rain becomes essentially a secondary character as soon as as soon as they're introduced yeah because that's one of the things with uh, double trouble who's the only other character i can think of who's non-binary uh, which is the nature of a shapeshifter because they're a big part of season four but then season five they show up for like two episodes and then fuck off yes <laughs> yeah rain becomes basically part of the main council of good guys yeah the bats <laughs> okay <laughs> the bats and the cats i'm with darius on that one I, i'm not a big fan of the uh, <laughs> of the abbreviations <laughs> but yeah it was great seeing rain at different parts of their uh, their lifetime like i really liked the flashback episode with uh, young rain and young Eda, and um i wasn't expecting Eda's ex to grow on me so much yeah but because they're not they're not really Eda's ex are they because the, the flame of their relationship never dwindles or is at risk of dying it's just the the nature of the owl beast and Eda being being secretive with it just meant the relationship was strained and as soon as they had a chance they re- re- 
reconciled. Yeah, just rekindle the embers that never went out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, Rain Whispers for me all day of the week. How about you? Who is your fictional character, Pick of the Rainbow? Yeah, it was actually a bit of a struggle because a lot of cartoons recently, and let's be honest, it's going to be from a cartoon. I like cartoons. Have been surprisingly LGBT inclusive. So with that in mind, I'm also going to pick one we did for the channel, and I'm picking Barney from uh, Paranormal Park. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly because, I've got to be honest with you, I'm ignorant as fuck. <laughs> when it comes to um, uh, transgender issues. I really am. Uh, I try to be as careful as I can, as inclusive as I can, but uh, it really helps when you have a show that is from the uh, perspective. Is that the right word? Well, when the protagonist is basically your window into a part of the culture, yeah. So Perspective is the, is, is the right word. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of from the perspective, but also, yeah. Having, having a character who is part of that community and tackles those issues being the point of view character for a show is uh, incredibly eye-opening, shall we say. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, you're kind of vaguely aware of certain issues and challenges characters like this, or rather people like this, would uh, face. And, uh, yeah, it tackles them in, I wouldn't even say a light-hearted manner, it's just the show is light-hearted, but the issues that it tackles are rather heavy. Uh, specifically, the example they use is the, uh, the grandmother of Barney can't really get over that hurdle, while his parents may not be the most accepting, but they, they can get over it, you know? Yeah, I think the, the quote that stuck with me was... The parents asking Barney, oh, why don't you come from, come home? And Barney goes, I can't until you really make it one. Yeah. And yeah, it's um, it's not the immediate okay, the gr it's not the immediate family of mother, father, and little brother that are the issue. It's the grandma and the fact that nobody sticks up for him. Yeah. But also uh, another point is that I can count on one finger, and it's Barney, the number of transmasculine characters that I can just call to mind. Yeah, I can't really think of any off the top of my head, and I even struggle thinking of uh, trans femme characters apart from Poison from video games but that one's a bit iffy because it's clearly something that just got tacked on. Yeah, it's, they didn't want to hit a female character so they made Poison transfer. Yeah, it's a very fucking weird decision. Yeah. I, and let's, but let's be honest, I hate pandering with a passion. I hate when characters you also get... hate pandas. Well, yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's awful when you encounter a character in a show who has been put in the show or any form of media just to tick a box and get an audience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And I feel like the two characters we've brought up in particular are pretty good examples of like, yes, they are part of the rainbow, but they're not there to, you know, give us your money, gays. Yeah, it's it's part of their character, not their entire character. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think we did good with our hypos. I think we did great with our pride focus, shall we Pick say? Pick of the rainbow, yeah. Pick of the rainbow. Ah, oh, that's what we're going to call it going forward if I remember in two weeks' time. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, today we're doing something called Soul Music. It's something Rick suggested. I know very little. I know it's Terry Pratchett, and I know Death is voiced by Christopher Lee. Yes, um, it's been a good... It's nearly 20 years since I last saw this, and I remember not seeing the end of it because uh, the person who ho owned all the DVDs moved out. Um, but uh, but yeah, I remember it being pretty fun. So if, uh, if the, no objections, we'll get into it. It's episode one, Death Takes a Holiday. Three, two, one, and go. Is it not called just soul music? Okay, so the series is called Soul Music, and it's basically six 20-odd minute episodes. Okay. But it can be viewed as a movie. Sure, the book sure. is Soul Music that it's based off of. Okay. And it's apparently like a, a pretty good interpretation of the book. But each episode gets a title just in case they have to show it on TV as episodes rather than in series. Sure, sure. And in case you were doubting it was Terry Pratchett, we've got the... Uh... The elephants on top of a turtle on top of the disc. 
And it also just said in massive fucking letters t- based on Terry Pratchett's books. <laughs> yep. Yeah, <laughs> um, we, we have the four elephants. But yeah, the thing about Terry Pratchett is um, I don't know fuck all about the dude or his works. I know they're good because everyone sings their praises and I really should read them. However, I was a bit no. soured on it because when the Hogfather got an adaptation, the adverts for them wouldn't stop fucking playing and hyping up David Jason. Yeah, and David Jason is basically just a butler. <laughs> Which I think we see the same butler character in this. Possibly. I've got nothing against David Jason. I like him as a person, I like him as an actor. But those adverts really soured me. Hmm. Why did it burn up? Uh. Because how else do you know that they're definitely dead? Well, I mean, there's death right there. That's definitely Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah, it's Christopher Lee. I miss him. Death is a lot more cartoony than I remember. However, it is a cartoon, and therefore, I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, he matches the art style, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Look at that chin! I... Are we going to ignore the fact that he's Welsh as fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're both Welsh as fuck. <laughs> So Hlamadas is the village. Sure. I am proud of you, but I need a fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busting for a bab I am. Doesn't it bother you when the Yorkshireman can do a better Welsh accent than you? <laughs> Why would you want to practice in the privy? Um, because he doesn't want to do it in the house because that's where everyone's listening to him. And he doesn't want to do it outside because it's pissing it down. Yeah, but it's the privy. It's like, watch, it's like scrolling Reddit on your phone on the shitter. No, yeah, yeah, guess what? I also don't approve of that. So the, uh, the people on Discworld know that they're on a disc. Yeah, which beats most of people, like at least a percentage of the people on planet Earth right now. Mm-hmm. As in the opposite, not <laughs> not agreeing with people on planet Earth who think they're on a disc. Oh yeah, no, no. I just meant that you know, pretty much most of the world knows that uh, the Earth is a globe, a sphere, because you know they're not fucking idiots. Um, yeah. Here's the thing, right, is I hate fucking people being cowards when it comes to calling people idiots. Like, I don't think you should be mean to people, absolutely not, but when they're fucking idiots about something that is so very easy to prove and demonstrate, you need to call them out. What the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's casting bard magic, apparently. He just dispelled uh, the weather, apparently. Yeah, it's doing vandalism. Sorry, I think I blink and I missed it. I think I just saw the Ulrich brothers. <laughs> ah, the shop. Yeah, apparently that's a shop that appears only when you need something from it. Sure. The state of this character, not the one with the black and white hair, but the old lady. 
Mm. They did not... I'm, I'm going to assume that's an artistic choice in drawing her so oddly. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, Susan's a lot smarter than uh, than her years. She's the granddaughter of Death, and the lady that we saw die in a carriage fire was Death's actual daughter. Yes, I gathered as much. Like, you know she can do this, so why are you that perturbed? Yeah, she's, she's even put a, a note on the back of the chair to make sure that she remembers that she's talking to her. Hmm. So she doesn't know right now that her grandfather's deaf. No, I think it's been kept from her. Mm. I want it. Oh, I I want it less now that it doesn't work. (laughs) A a dysfunction skull Newton's cradle. Oh, that's David Jason. He's got a bit of a theme, hasn't he? I should hope so. I like his little Omega clip. Yeah. Sorry for the uh, the lack of commentary. It's uh, it feels like the wrong thing to do to talk over Christopher Lee. It really does. It feels like some sort of mortal sin. Yeah, which is saying a lot for someone who doesn't believe in that bollocks. I mean, it's Christopher Lee. <laughs> it's a sin against Christopher Lee, not uh, not. It's the fact that it's Christopher Lee, not the fact that it's a sin, that's the problem. Yeah. How fucking annoyed would you be if you'd been... That's too real. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I I remember this now. Like, a lot of the time, they just zoom really far in on faces. Hmm. <laughs> I can't. What, you think it's going to be more fun having a harp shoved up your ass than a piccolo? 
At least a yeah, piccolo's the piccolo vaguely the right straight. shape. <laughs> yeah. It would fuck you right off if you bust all day, got one quid, and some fucker nicked it off you. Yeah, it's a little kid nicked it, yeah. Give us a quid or you're getting stabbed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't. I understand to a certain degree why people are like, no, we can't have too many people busking in the same area. But like, leave them alone. Mm. <laughs> are you elvish? Yeah. I'm just Welsh. <laughs> mm. Characters who are clearly meant to be black. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> You know what? Gotta got respect the guy for understanding that he's just a country bumpkin and explaining what he did wrong. Mm. It's, it's a very good thing to to do. To just, you know, be able to overlook someone's ex, ex, uh, mistakes, allow them to correct it. Yeah, but it's also... educate them. To be fair, it's also easier to do when the guy's clearly a fucking idiot from the countryside. Yeah. A useful talent for a musician. Hmm. He plays the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Saw that coming, but... Well, it's a bit less complicated than drumming. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, we're now a trio. Mm. I love it when a band comes together. Hey! That's all I did inside the... I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Some fancy 3G for the t- uh, 3D for the time, but uh, a bit shit now. Yep. She's disassociating. Ah, subscribing oh, yeah. to the. Fi- uh, sorry, are we going to ignore the fact that there's a there's an ex- a copy paste of that exact character at the back of the field for room yes. as well? Yes, absolutely. But yeah, dwarven girls with uh, mustaches. Oh, they just copy-pasted pretty much everyone except for the blonde lass and the... Yeah, everyone's copy-pasted, yeah. And the rock girl. The teacher looks like someone, like, hit random all in Skyrim Character Creator. I guess a little bit, eh? Oh, I hope this doesn't cross a fucking threshold. 
<laughs> I get both of their points of view here. <laughs> I think you have. Man, it's 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 great having having death have an ex- existential crisis. It is because how many times have you had one today? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What an adorable name for a horse that carries death. (laughs) He's a handsome horse. Sure. They use dollars in Discworld. Yeah, yeah. Voluntary compulsory. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at this Jimmy Savile-looking motherfucker, though. Mm. Yeah, so like the the thing up on the wall of don't play your instruments. Yeah, the guild just seems to be there to stop anybody from being a musician because they don't like music. Mm. Death of rats. That's, uh, that's fucking fucked up, <laughs> mm. ain't it? <laughs> really? A bit, yeah. Stay in servitude to, 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 to death, but I get to keep being, or I go back to Discworld and die in just over two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh. 
Man, at least the troll can eat actual food. Yeah. This scene's actually making me feel a little bit queasy, I'm not going to lie. Still wriggling. <laughs> oh, you stupid fuck. <laughs> yeah, because it edit, it's it's a reality war warping shop. Is the dwarf a bit scouse? Yeah, yeah, he is. Well, that's a magical-looking thing, isn't it? It is. It's so baffling that they're using dollars in this magical fantasy world. <laughs> I think that's part of the game. No, I know, I know. <laughs> that's always kind of been Pratchett's deal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, cool, he's got diamond teeth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. You eat eggs. Dinner <laughs> in a chicken's ass. <laughs> I'm mad respect to the troll. Like, I know it was his fault, but he didn't have to help out the way he did. Mm. You little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I like how quick the death of rats is is to throw hands. <laughs> yeah, it's just scaven incarnate. <laughs> Oi, bastard, I need a lift. Get fucked, idiot. Music with rocks.
Um, the idea of boarding schools has always freaked me out. Yeah, it's um, like I know someone who went to one. Um, she was sent there by her Spanish family so that she could be in an English environment. Okay. And she got to go home for, like, holidays. That voice sounds familiar. Does that sound like Eric Idle to you? It does. It does a bit. <laughs> That's not a real word. By the by, ravens can talk, not as well as a parrot, but they can mimic words. Yeah, if they want to. Yeah. Like some of them are better at it than others. Like, individually talented ravens. Mm-hmm. I like the, um, the story of that one raven who went to school and kept swearing, and all the kids thought it was fantastic. Sure. Um, and they couldn't catch it or chase it away, because if they tried to use a net, the raven would remember that using a net. Mm-hmm. And uh, would always... Uh, evade it. Or speak louder. Hmm. That's impossible. Hmm. So she just blotted it from her mind, or was it mind-wiped by magic? I think it's been wiped. Ah. I didn't take long for fucking... <laughs> Fuck off, did it? Yeah, yeah. So she's... Uh... <laughs> she's now the master of Death's Horse. That's a cool effect for the time. Hmm. The way she's animated to walk, it looks like a point-and-click video game from the fucking 70s. It does, doesn't it? Like Don Bluth Studios or whatever. Yeah. And that's the end. Yeah, I didn't see Eric Idle's name on the voice cast, so it probably wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I've, I've not read Terry Pratchett, and I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan, but as people uh, always say, he, he seems to be magical with his world-building and his writing. And I've got to be honest with you, I was quite absorbed for most of it. Hmm. Uh, you know? Um, to the point that I wasn't expecting it to end so soon. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. 
Speaking of ending, it is officially over, and that was the end of the first episode of, uh, was it Soul Music? Yeah, Soul Music. So, yeah, what did you think, Rick? I liked it. I didn't remember that episode one ended so soon, because we saw more of it. Um, but yeah, how about you? What do you reckon? Yeah, it was fine. It was entirely world-building and set-up, but considering, as you mentioned, it's kind of more designed to be a big old movie rather than an episodic, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. This definitely felt like the beginning of a movie rather than the first episode of a series. Yeah, this... As- as you as you've seen you've seen the Hogfather, Father, haven't you? No. Okay. The adverts just round me up. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Susan was in the Hogfather as an adult. Okay. So this is her uh, introduction art, as it were. Yeah, but the Hogfather was also live action. So true. True. Uh, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I suppose we should do our wind down, shouldn't we, Rick? Yeah. Sure. Let's go. So, do you have a favorite moment? Um. I think the favorite moment was actually Cliff educating Buddy on how uh, calling a troll a rock is uh, similar to the N word in real life and giving him chance to grow from it yeah 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 I think again like, again no I think most people who have suffered from racial prejudice can probably tell the difference between a dickhead and someone who's an idiot yes so yeah. it's um so like like if you if you hear Carl Pilkington say something insensitive it's just because he's not educated yeah yeah, yeah. But he doesn't have many mean bones in his body except for when it comes to people dying um I'd, I don't agree with his views of like nah people need to die <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, a, that's a hard one to get behind if I'm honest with you like no people are living too long let them die I, that, that's a admittedly I don't think he's meaning to be malicious but it's it, it's too you can't really think that surely you know what I mean yeah it's like it's as if he's not thought about um, someone that he's close to and wanting to wanting to be close to them for a day for another day longer you know yeah like I think um, there's a distinct lack of empathy and I think that lack of empathy might even be from as you mentioned that he's probably not lost anyone close or, you know, yeah. he's secretly a sociopath but it's hard to be a sociopath and an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone has that uh, that privilege for at least a few years of their lives until you know, something's right. Yeah. Well, hopefully. I, I know some people don't obviously by law of averages. Um, but yeah, how about you? What was your favourite moment? Favourite moment was uh, the debate between the um, I guess he was meant to be an analogue for a Hindu guru. Yeah, uh, Death and the Guru. So yeah, Death and the Guru, that was uh, very interesting. It's the, the balls to argue with Death about something yeah <laughs> touch the infinite death goes i've seen it it's not that it's not that impressive yeah. it's blue as well <laughs> how much of a how much of a blow would that be of just like this is something i aspire to see one day and you manage to talk to someone who's seen it and they're like yeah it's not all that really yeah it's um it would definitely take the winds out of your sails wouldn't it yeah but then again you're, you're kind of playing a different ball game when you've got basically immortal beings who can't forget anything yes, yes so yes, yes. you know uh, something that's unimpressive to him might be mind-blowing for the average uh, average soul mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we can't only talk about the good, we also have to talk about the bad. So yes, Rick, do you have a weakest link for me? Um, Some of the character designs were not great, but thankfully they tend not to be, you know, main characters. Yeah, I, so... f- I feel like a lot of the accessory characters and background characters were very much just rushed and like, just get it done, get it out there. Yeah, yeah, it was very like 90s cartoon cut, cut and paste. It was um, animation that felt at home in an episode, not as a, um, a dedicated miniseries movie. Like you're saying, 90s this feels like 70s exactly like i think it was made in the 90s but yeah it 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 looks like something that was made quite a bit earlier and the only thing that makes makes it feel like something that was more recent than that is the um the presence of cgi no matter what the quality i don't even believe it was made in the 90s so i'm actually googling it fuck off 1998 oh this looks awful for fucking 1998 (laughs) 
Yeah. Toy Story was 1995. Oh, fuck a doodle dandy. Jurassic Park was 1993. Fucking, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons look better than this. But yeah, um, uh, animation quality, not always perfect, but you know, it was it was more about the story being told than the animation itself. How about you? What was your weakest link? Shit. Animation is shit. <laughs> I was willing to give it a free pass because I genuinely thought this came out in the 70s. But for 1998, I'm sorry for something like this. It should be better. Channel 4 fucking backed it. That's not a little fucking piddly company. Yeah. I don't know if Terry and Pratchett was, was like, um, no, it needs to be a bit crap artistically to make sense. But... <laughs> But, you know, there are people who make their things look purposefully bad by design because it adds to the story they're telling. The Mighty Boosh was infamous for it, you know? Yeah, that and, um, like, a webcomic called Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Sure. Yeah, that was a stylistic suck. Yeah, right, but, like, no, it... Oh, everything apart from main, obviously main characters looked awful. Yeah, yeah. And even the main characters were sometimes, like, animated really badly. Like, the only exception is, uh, is death, but it's hard to fuck that up. Yeah, yeah. Like when you said Susan walking like she's, uh, she's in a point-and-click adventure game. Oh, yeah, but you knew exactly what I meant, though, as well. Yeah, so, like, walking and making it look like she's getting smaller because she's going away, but at the wrong rate for the uh, for the size and shape of the background, which is obviously flat. Yeah, yeah, oh. Alrighty, uh, let's not end it on a negative, shall we? Let's end on a highlight. MVP, Rick. Well, it's between Terry Pratchett and Christopher Lee. Well, we'll split the difference then, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Terry Pratchett for being the architect of the world. Um, this is not the first Discworld thing. It's not going to be the last. And um, you don't have to know a lot about Discworld to get into it from what we've been shown here. Yeah, there's things that you're not going to get if, you don't, if you're not um, as up on the, the lore as anything else. Like, the ones that died in the crash were uh, Death's Daughter and Mort, Death's first disciple. Well, I, d- I, couldn't, I couldn't really decipher the first disciple part, but the Death's Daughter was pretty apparent with the way she said father and then it panned to death. Yeah. So... Um, the, f- the first disciple thing like he got his own book it was called Mort yeah well it means death but it was more a, a book about uh, death rather than Mort but yeah 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 um, I, I'll give credit where credit's due the world building done in this 20 minute episode was stellar yes how about you who was your MVP oh we've already alluded to it we split the difference because I was also torn between the two people you mentioned and I'm going to give it to Christopher Lee because it's Christopher Lee and the guy used to give his all in anything he did uh, it used to help when he was clearly doing something he enjoyed uh, I'm going to assume he enjoyed doing this like don't get me wrong yeah, his he came back <laughs> uh, there you go uh, his voice was very emotionless but that's clearly on purpose it's death mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's um it's, it's your good old adage of um when the villain whispers you pay attention is death meant to be the villain well he's not so much the villain he's like a force of nature well, that's the problem isn't it is when you have a force of nature as the ant- like, it doesn't he doesn't at, at any point feel antagonistic even when he's arguing with the guru i feel i was more on death's side yeah absolutely he's like the most true neutral deuteragonist of every Discworld story as far as I'm aware I mean case in point in in this one the kickstarter for his story is the fact that his daughter died and the very first thing we see is it zooms in on him and he's like I could have stopped it I could have helped but that's not what I do yeah yeah absolutely and it's fucking him up yeah it would do man I like, granted I haven't been a force of nature for countless millennia but uh, you know I wouldn't be able to let that shit slide no no uh, but you know that's kind of a distinctly human trait isn't it yeah wanting to make exceptions like there's um 
there's a certain nobility in hypocrisy when it saves someone's life. I guess. It's one of those where you've got to give credit where credit's due once more to the writing where a, if there really was a being who um, was the corporeal form of death, the way they acted and the way they saw everything would be so alien to the average person. Mm. It is what it is. I might actually watch the rest of this in my free time because it does look interesting. I'm also tempted to just straight up buy some Jerry Pratchett books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's probably not difficult to find like a full set of, um, or at least a, a mostly full set of Discworld novels. Oh, dude, like go, just go into the works on a Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to find something. Yeah. You might not find exactly the one that you're missing, but you'll find something. Yeah, pretty much, man. Uh, but that does it for us today. Uh, again, it was a pre-recorded episode because uh, hopefully Rick's internet issues are going to be gone and we can start doing reviews in the proper old school method as opposed to the bullshit workarounds we've been doing. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, as always, we've got a comment section down below if you want to talk to us or give suggestions for future episodes. We're open to any suggestions, assuming we're not doing a themed month, which we're probably not going to do one for a while because we were pretty month-themed heavy at the beginning of the year. And uh, <laughs> yes, if you're not watching via YouTube, but instead listening via one of our audio platforms, you can instead send us an email, which would be at... NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com Once again, that is NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com Yes, yes, yes. Hey, fever be damned. We're going to keep recording these down things and yes we'll see you <laughs> next week where we'll be doing something because I don't have the list in front of me so even I don't know at this second. Yep me either <laughs> Bye guys. See you later everyone <laughs>